Please note, this podcast may ruin your friendships. You've been warned. Welcome to Ultra Flux, the podcast about two guys trying to destroy their friendship through the power of film. My name's Kyle Neiman, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my current best friend, Andrew Kimmel. Hello, good sir. Hey, man. I can't tell you how excited I am to sit down again, and I'm sure Linda's also equally ex- as excited. I'm, I'm certain she is. <laughs> I know you can't tell me, but can you try? Can, can, I... you, can you try to tell me how excited you are? Uh, yeah, so, um, like, I've been finding it hard to sleep because of the excitement. Wow. Um, When's the last time you slept? Uh, four, four days, going on four days. Four four days. That's not true. I sleep like a baby. I've been getting up early to, quote, work out. (laughs) Work out. I put that in quotes. Well, um, obviously, we should quickly address our, our absence. Um, Abstinence? uh, Not our abstinence. (laughs) Our absence, like why we... Oh, I, I was going to say, I can address abstinence. Jesus addressed. Oh. Next question. <laughs> no, our absence, like why Why we took so long. Oh, right, right. Yeah. When we were gone. Well, we, we, we were we were gone, and uh, mainly mainly work. Yeah, like, life things. Yeah, but you know, life life ch- changes. Yeah. Things, things get a little bit easier, and we find time to record I came, a podcast. I came out of the dark period that shall henceforth be known as... My time in Gainesville. Oh man! But this isn't a podcast no, to discuss not. Our, not. Our, our troubles I'm or, so or lack thereof to, with our job. To so. be back with you across oh, hey, the table from you. Oh man! As like we haven't seen each other since that last recording. Yes, we have. Oh yeah, you would right. lie in, <laughs> in front of him. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> but no. Um, so we we discussed. We wanted to get the. Podcast back together, and, and here we are discussing. It was a very quick discussion. This, hey, this do film. you want to get the pot? Yes, of course I yeah. do. When are we doing this? Well, and so one of the things is um, we, we've tried a couple different things about picking movies uh, for the podcast. Um, we've always picked sci-fi or fantasy movies, always movies that are as best as possible available for streaming somewhere because we want people to be able to watch them or avoid them, <laughs> like <laughs> whatever. Um, so. We, we we stuck with that, and we so we've done like you pick a list and I pick a list, and we randomly choose, and then we just picked a whole bunch of movies and randomly chose, and and then this time I just put together an entire you just, list. You just said this is what we're watching. I did the work, and, and and I've crafted. So I started working, and we have a lot of movies to watch. Yeah, I'm um, excited so about I'm that. I'm hoping that season three is going to be a long, jam packed, wonderful season, including there's a, a spoiler alert. There's going to be a four movie sequence in October that's all like creepy movies leading up to Halloween. I'm not Can really wait. a Halloween person. I'm not either, but I like suspenseful movies. Oh, these are creepy. Uh, okay. I mean, ones that some of them are really awful too. I mean, they have to be because that's wait. what we do. No, that's what I do. Well, you you enjoy them. <laughs> so, um, if you didn't get the drift of it, if this is your first time listening to Ultra Flux, uh, Kimmel and I have been best friends for twenty five plus years, so something second, like that. Second grade, second grade. And is that twenty five years? We're in our mid thirties. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. So do the math, you guys. Somebody else do the math. Jeez, Not, yeah, I'm sorry for doing your work for you, but yeah, we've been friends for a really long time. Best friends. Best the friends. best of friends. And um, throughout this friendship, we found that we, we tend to agree on just about everything except when it comes to movies, and specifically <laughs> movies within the genre of, of sci-fi and fantasy, which I really love and hold dear. You just welcome in all the trash. All um, of it. In short, one time I recommended a movie to Kyle. Um, he was at home one day. He It was on TV. He was like, yeah. you know what? Andrew said this was a good movie. So he struggled through the first few minutes and thought, it, it's got to it's gotta get better. And it did. He, he said it was good. It's got to get better. Yeah, it did. Um, and that's what kind of sparked this conversation of, do you, you know, Kyle was asking, do you, you, you really like that movie or you're just messing with me? Um, yeah. And I was like, no, I genuinely enjoy that movie. I'd watch it again right now. Yeah. Um, and, and you've watched it many, many a time. <laughs> I would watch it tomorrow. Oh, my God. And that's <laughs> why we're here. That was Ultraviolet. Another one he did that with, with was... 
Aeon Flux, <laughs> and the two of those movies together become Ultra Flux. That's we perfect. added an X to avoid copyright yeah, infringement. Not that I don't think they can really get us on that. We combine mm. two words. Well, we're just so wildly popular. Yeah. I think it might. We got to do our own thing. Yeah. We, yeah. You know. But today we're not reviewing Aeon Flux no. or or Ultraviolet. No. We are we are reviewing a movie called AXL. Yep. Me, Axel. You want to play? Got you a good boy. All right, let's go. With aerial mobility. I want to show you something. Titanium shell. It's a robot. Intelligent robot. And AR capabilities. That's my dog. I want it back. Come on. Do you need our help? We're in this together. Axel. Rated PG. So AXL, or Axel, as the, the movie... Um, you know, calls the the title character Axel. Um, it, it's based on a short film, a, on a concept short film that uh, the guy who wrote the screenplay for this um, that that he put together and did a Kickstarter campaign for it. Had uh, some backers, five or six, hundred ninety backers. So I mean, it's not not bad. I'm I, I'm not even sure. I didn't go in and dig if it was actually successful, but I'm I'm sure it was and. Um, so they, this got picked up and, and somebody wanted to make it into a feature length movie and, um, they did, they did and it had about a $10 million budget and about how much of that $10 million budget do you think they, they recouped? This is my favorite game to play with you. Um, can I use decimals? <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. I'm going to say 0.7. No, uh, 8, 8 million. Oh. Would you believe that? What? Yeah. Uh, then it got sold to Netflix, so Netflix was able to say it's a Netflix film, which, you know, it got sold to Netflix probably for funding because um, I'm pretty sure, I didn't, didn't dig into this too much, but I think the production company went belly up like before they released it, but they went ahead and decided to release it to get as much money back as they could. Hmm. Um, so a couple notes, um, Axel kind of general reviews um, come in about 3.5 out of out 10. Out of 100? Oh, okay, 10. Um, and that's 27% on your favorite, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but it did pick up a B-plus on CineScore, or CinemaScore, which is um, when they do um, kind of immediate reactions of people coming out of the theater. They ask children on the street. Yeah, you know, people are coming out of the theater, just watch Axel, hey, what'd you think? Give it a, a report card grade, and they said B-plus. So that's where we're at. That's Axel. Interesting. And, and so Axel is a movie about a robot dog. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me just remind our listeners um my criteria for picking movies that i think i'll enjoy is uh very very simple and and i'll just run through the highlights um when i'm you know looking through swiping through netflix or another streaming service i ask myself does the cover of the movie look stunning you know does it look like an awesome movie um, check, check on Axel. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to check that. Is the name of the movie awesome? Um, now, this is important. I'm really, I'm really curious. This is important to note. These two things happen almost simultaneously. Because you see it right. on the right. on the poster. Because of how eyes work. Um, <laughs> so, another one, like, awesome. Uh, big, bold letters, real sharp looking. Um, does the description of the movie itself sound like something I would enjoy? That's where it started to kind of fall off for me but but i want to let the listener know um at this point you know kyle's already said this is what we're reviewing um and you know it's a roll of the dice sometimes he picks really solid movies that he thinks i'm gonna hate sometimes he picks <laughs> terrible movies that he thinks i will enjoy um and then sometimes it's just a sci-fi movie that we haven't seen so we're gonna review it so at this point um early on when i'm flipping through them i'm in okay okay so to give a, a really brief synopsis, it's about a boy, young man, who loves motocross and through a series of events stumbles across, uh, across a, a dog who is designed to be a weapon for the military. And so, yeah, let's uh, do what we always do. We walk through the movie step by step and we talk about how amazing it is. Let's just dive really in. It is. So... The movie opens, and, and this is a trope you see in a lot of sci-fi movies, which is it opens with a 
an explanation of the world in a sense. And, and this is happening in modern day um, California. But um, it opens with an explanation of this AXL program. Um, so AXL stands for Attack Explor- <laughs> Exploration, Attack Exploration and Logistics, because the X means exploration. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. And so they, they do this description of how uh, dogs have fought alongside mankind because of their loyalty <laughs> for the perfect companions for the battlefield. They're like computer-engineered a caveman next yeah, to a, a dog a, in a the background, CGI laser light, CGI. And you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's amazing. And so it's this whole thing's being narrated by, I guess, Dr. Crane, uh, I think that's his name. Yeah, um, that guy. Of Crane Systems. And, uh, you know, it talks about all this This robot dog's going to be able to do. It, it pairs itself with a an individual just like a dog does, and it becomes this perfect companion for the battlefield. I thought they already in the movie leaned real heavily on the relationship between dog and human. And yeah. that's not necessarily something that I can really relate to. I don't dislike dogs. Both of us have had dogs and given them away. Yeah, we have. Um, you, God because you know your dog was an outside dog, was a little kind of aggressive with your kids. He and, just wanted to play. He yeah. was a big puppy, he a big, big but puppy. he was a big dog, and so he would run just, into my kids, and they would fall down and cry, and it was just not a... Ours, we, we had a dog for a long time, oh, buddy, and uh, <laughs> stop it, but, but he's still with us. Not with us, but he's still around. You're making it seem like he's dead. He's not dead. Buddy, we got rid of because he started. We had him for a long time before we had kids, and he got aggressive with our kids. We're like, hey, just don't mess with that. Um, no, kids are more important. But I want to get me an axle than dogs. Uh, that's that's. So here's the deal: when it was showing the, all the CGI of what the dog could do, that part was really cool. You know, you could attach well you, rocket launchers to its back. You, and you like sci-fi tech? Things. Yeah, sci-fi tech <laughs> is awesome. If it's cool sci-fi tech, yeah. you're in. Now, again, because I'm not a huge dog person, I was like, uh. but the stuff they were doing with this Axel dog was really cool. So, anyways, the the intro transitions into a motocross race, and um, to Go through this really quick. There's, um, you find out two people. They're, they're not mentioning any names of any other racers in this race. There's Hill and Fontaine. Yeah. Hill takes a cheap shot from Fontaine, and right off the bat, this got me. I'm like, this is gonna be a bad movie. It was because of the announcer in this race. The announcer is. Spending all this time describing what happened to this one guy who fell behind in a race. No, no sports announcer does this. And, and as we're watching it, yeah, like. Like, he's describing what we're seeing. Oh, he broke a chain. We can see he broke a chain. Yeah, like, we, we have eyes. We don't need the play-by-play guy. Oh, he's falling behind. Oh, he's going to have to wait till next race. <laughs> oh, uh, this must be really bad for him. He's going like, to be hard-pressed to stick it out this time. Wouldn't you be calling the race that's ending as this is going on? Like, who's in second place now? Like, why don't we? Why are we hearing about Fontaine and Hill? Anyways. So, it establishes that there's two names that we need to know. Fontaine and Hill. Uh, Fontaine, uh, again, took a cheap shot on Hill. That's what broke his chain, and he was out By of the race. By taking a cheap shot as he was passing him, he kicked at his bike, Yeah, he, and it broke. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> Did he kick at his bike, or did he kind of whip no, the bike into it? it? Okay, with his foot. I thought he whipped the bike into it. And it broke. Well, you know. <laughs> Daggum, chains <laughs> made of chains. paper, paper <laughs> chains. So Fontaine's partying his win by taking off his shirt, as most do. Uh, you know, he, he works out. His dad then berates him. His dad seems like kind of a jerk. Uh, but, uh, so... Mr. Fontaine. Chuck. The defensive is, back. I saw DB in your notes next to Mr. Fontaine. I'm assuming that's uh, defensive that's, back. No, no, I didn't write that. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, dude, bro. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, right, right. Um, so Chuck, who is the jerk. dad, uh, Chuck Hill. The good dad. And then Miles Hill, they go over to the, you know, and they look at the bike and they realize we don't have a spare chain you can tell they're really establishing quickly. They don't have much money. so And the Fontaines do. So they go over to ask the Fontaines for a chain. Hey, bro, could I get an extra chain? And they have a whole bunch. And he's like, no, no, no. They, they have make- a whole, like, it almost looks like they're going to Texas Motor Speedway yeah. with what they yeah. brought along. It's a, it's a big deal. For a small dirt motocross track. So, you know, Mr. Fontaine's a jerk about it. And they don't give him a chain. Like, hey, maybe next time don't spend 20 hey, bucks on a chain. You sorry, know? bro. But this girl who's mysteriously sitting by making art, 
She steals a chain from them, gives it to Miles. He gets in the race, and predictably, Miles wins the race. Um, Sam Fontaine, the the kid who is racing, who for the rest of this podcast, I'm calling Dude Bro. That's who he is. The shirtless one. The shirtless one. So so Dude Bro <clears throat> invites Miles to go to a party. Um, the girly is hanging out with Dude Bro. So Miles um, like, yeah, maybe I don't know. Well, Chuck suggests that Miles go because maybe he can get some connections and and. Whatever connections in motocross, sure, very important, sure. Kyle. It's all about who you know. It's all about who you know. You got to get those sponsors. So we cut to Crane Systems. Alarms are blaring. The lab's a mess. The robot has escaped. We they send out drones to find it, and uh, we get a little bit of a look at the the robot as it's heading into the hills. And so a little quick cut there for what's going on. Then uh, we go to the party. Now, I can't figure out what the age group of these kids are. Are they high schoolers? Are they early college? What's I was, early college. I was confused, too, because it seems like all of these kids are still living at home yeah, with their parents. So, so they're, they're college age. I think they're post-high school but doing nothing. They're supposed to be college age yeah. kids that are not going to school. So I forgot to mention, this movie's rated PG. And, right. and the most PG party is going on. Most yeah. PG college party you can see. Kids are supposed to be seeming like they're like drunk and but the, you you don't see any. You see red cups, red solo cups or whatever. But kids are like is going loopy on virtual reality. I guess goggles. Uh, <laughs> bro, These pass, kids like passing out on the couch. Pass me the gogs, bro. While, while playing virtual reality. It's it's weird. Um, also, in the backyard, they're doing m- more motocross stuff, and um, Miles uh, arrives. Dude, bro, finds him. He's like, hey man, come, let's come hang come out, come on, bro. And so he proceeds to you know talk to him about motocross and kind of what they want to do. And then then Dude, bro, decides to show off his industrial grade gel <laughs> fire torch, his Which flamethrower, his flamethrower, yeah. yeah. So Dude, bro. Has a flamethrower. Which they didn't briefly know if you saw that coming. The purpose for the flamethrower <laughs> is to clear brush on the on the motocross tracks, which I don't I don't doubt is a way a method of creating a motocross track. But yeah, no, that's not a very effective. Yeah, method. I mean, because even if you, anyways, we don't need to get into that. It's ridiculous. He has a flamethrower. He has one, which is important for the film. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> one of the few weaknesses that uh, this. Very expensive piece of military technology has. So Miles is like, uh, I don't want to mess with this. Uh, let me let me jump in here. We're introduced to Scroggins. Scroggs. Scroggs. Scroggs is my fave. Scroggs is the video guy. He's always following around Dude Bro and his Dude Bro friends with the camera. And he's always going live with the camera. Here- Did you notice <laughs> that the camera... It lists how many live viewers over they have. a thousand. All no no, no not just over a thousand. Live viewers. Always, always one point five k live views. Always. Uh, hey man, turn this on. He immediately goes live. Boom. Boom. Everyone. Thousand point five k. Everyone is watching the live God. feed. Who's watching this? Who's Scrubs. watching? You got this, bro. Oh man. You up, bro? Uh, there's always a thousand point five. Sorry, 1,500 viewers ready to watch sure. Scroggs right. in his feed. Yeah. So anyways, Miles kind of gets away from the party. He bumps into this girl who we find out is Sarah. She, Her mom works for... You are supposed to immediately feel bad for Sarah. Yeah. Her mom works for the Fontaines as their maid. Um, and she lives there. Um, kind of a live-in maid. And, and she has to live there with them. Um at one point, uh, the her mom was picking up trash, and, and Dude Bro goes, Dude Bro goes, Gracias, Shawana. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so we've established Dude Bro's horribly racist, too. So, let's get this straight. Dude Bro's super rich. He loves motocross. He's having wild parties at his house. The, can we call her the hot chick of the film? That That is how she is used okay, in the film. Okay, so the hot chick of the film, who... I don't know. It's like they need to have like a, a DTR. Is that what you call it? Where you sit down and define the relationship? Yes. Because I couldn't decide who thought or felt that they were or were not dating. But something's going on or suppose we're made to think that something's going on between Dude Bro and... Yeah. they Like 
Sarah, um, she's hanging around Dude Bro, sitting in the front seat of his car, yeah. you know, wearing next to nothing. So we, we think they're a, a thing. And then know? we find out that her mother yeah. is the housemaid yeah. for this rich Dude Bro family. It was just really weird. Yeah. It is weird. Yeah. So uh, the actress who plays Sarah Reyes is Becky G. She's a pop star. She was also in uh, the um, recent... Power Rangers remake. She played the Yellow Ranger, I think. Tell me that's on our list. I I don't think it's on our list. Dang I can, it. Uh, we're, we're programming alert. We're, we're about to lose <laughs> one movie that's going to drop off of Netflix, so I need to fill one in. Maybe it could be Power Rangers. Uh, maybe it's Power Rangers. Okay. Stay tuned. Okay, stay tuned, dear listener. <laughs> so, anyways, Sarah and Miles meet up, and they you know they connect in the garage, and then barely hanging out of his pocket is. Is artwork that she threw on the ground at the at the race. Like, it was barely hanging out. Like, what? Do you, how did that not fall out any time during this party? So she's like, "You you like my art? You uh, you, you saved that? You she like threw it away at the motocross because she was not happy with the final product. He yeah. picked it up because he's in love. Yeah. So, anyways, you, you say Dubro shows up and says, um, "Come come back to the party. Party's come on, bro. Come you on, know. bro." So, anyways, then we cut to Chuck's work. Miles looks kind of hungover, but they can't say it's hung, he's hungover because it's a PG movie. They they kind of have a father son talk. Miles feels like he sucks at everything that's not motocross. He wants to have what Dude Bro has, and Chuck's like, "But have you tried try, you know tried anything else? Have you tried being better at anything? Apply yourself." Uh, then we find out at Crane Labs, the military isn't happy with the project delays, and they want answers. And Crane is hiding that he's lost the dog. And so, um, meanwhile, Dude Bro shows up at Miles' house and is like, hey, man, let's uh, let's go out to this ranch. And I quote, <clears throat> rip some gnarly whips for Scroggins' camera. <laughs> 1.5K, bro. We got to whip some snarly scripts. I mean... Scrimp some snarly chips. We're going to scrog some whipping gnarly, Yes, man. we're going to scrog Scroggin's camera and whip the gnarly scripts. So they go out, they're doing Gosh. you know motocross tricks, and, and Dude Bro is is chatting up Miles after a big jump. And while he's doing that, his buddies pour an energy drink into Miles' bike. Now, you've always, you knew right off the bat that this is the bad guy. Like, oh, you, he's you, the villain. You know that Dude Bro is the antagonist. Yeah. Um, but there were a couple moments where well, I was confused. Like, yeah, he's kind of sharing some heartfelt stuff with him. Like, yeah, my dad, are whatever. Are they going to befriend you know, each are they other? Friends? Like, is there, is there going to be a turn here? No. What's going on? And then in this scene, like, no, no, no. The guy's just playing him. He's a jerk. Yeah. They, they put basically a monster energy drink yeah. in his gas tank and say, hey, man, go hit another jump. They put him up on Scroggins' camera, which, again, immediately has 1,500 <laughs> viewers. And magically, they poured in the, the correct amount so that the bike malfunctions in midair, <laughs> which coincidentally made it stop in midair, which makes total sense if you know anything about physics. So it, it, you, you skipped a very important part. They, <laughs> they ask him to say something to the camera. <laughs> sorry. I'm so they sorry. Say, say, Miles, go on. Hey, Miles, Miles. Hey, what do you want to tell your fans, bro? What would you do? And, and Miles goes, yo, send it. Send it. Remember this for the rest of the film. It's because- incredibly important. <laughs> I'm having deja vu. Remember this. It's, it's, it's incredibly because important. Because it's incredibly important. So, again, like you said, uh, Miles goes to do this trick, and I just don't get it. Like, he hits the jump, and yep. yes, maybe... He, full full he's, momentum. He's Maybe he's misjudging his speed um, because his, his engine's cutting out, but what about Monster Energy Drink being in the gas tank of your motorbike causes you to bail on your bike? So he, he it falls. Was, it was anyways. in midair. He loses control. It's a PG movie. Like they did something yeah. bad to his bike, that made that made him crash. Don't worry about the physics, Kyle. So they, uh, you know, it, it was one gnarly whip. <laughs> Send it. So they decide. Uh, Dude, bro, packs up to leave. Scroggins like, man, you can't leave him here like this. And he's like, so Fine. Miles, Miles is on the ground, hurt. Yeah, hurt. And they they just kind of and it's him. it's real funny to Dude, bro. He wants to make sure that Scroggins got it. And now it's clear that he wants to leave Miles behind. Yeah. So 
Because Scroggins asks, Dubro leaves him a gas tank. So, while he's stranded, he's trying to restart his bike, fix it back up, and he hears something in the junkyard. And, wouldn't you know it, it's a giant robot dog. And it starts <laughs> chasing him. So... He, he's this chase going on. He's doing all these jumps, and the the dog's jumping, and, and the dog like <laughs> crashes hard, and then Miles stops. You have a massive robot dog following you. Why would you stop at all? He's just got such a big heart, Kyle. So he goes back, um, and he he fixes up Axel. Meanwhile, Dude Bro is laughing at Miles crashing, and Sarah sees this and, and wants to find out where he is, so she goes to find him. Miles finishes fixing up Axel, refuels him with the remaining gas he has, and uh, they play. <laughs> Together. Yeah. They, they... they spent a lot of time on character building in this movie. They spent a lot of time on forging strong relationships. Um, the fact that Miles picked up her discarded artwork, um, I really believe, is what drew her to leave the comfort of her home to go find this almost stranger that was maybe <laughs> left somewhere maybe. in the desert. Which is like two hours away from civilization. Yeah. So so they, they play, but they, he's doing motocross jumps perfectly coordinated with this robot he just fixed. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, gosh. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about um, what this robot looks like? Yeah. Because one of the biggest disappointments for me was how low rent um, Axel looked on screen. So it was clearly not CGI. It was... Well, I mean, there, there was there, plenty of CGI. There were aspects of Axel that were CGI. When, when Axel was CGI, it was this really fluid... Yes, Sleek machine. Yes. When they use the practical effects, what I assume was practical effects. It, I mean, it looked like they it, were practical effects. It, it looked like a puppet. Yeah. And, and it didn't look convincing at all. No. It was very stiff. It was poorly put together. It didn't look like an expensive military machine. It didn't. It looked like something you would get at Walmart. Uh, unless it was CGI. And right. the CGI, it's like, whoa, yeah. that's super sleek. But otherwise, it's like barely able to walk. I mean, it was just so awkward. Yeah, it, was it was it was very disappointing. So Sarah shows up and Axel thinks she's a threat, pins her car in, gets it stuck, but he Miles jumps says, he jumps in the back of her car. Yeah. Which is a dually. Yeah. Um and after hitting the gas for 10 <laughs> seconds, this dually this Six by six is what most people would call it. Is stuck. I mean, yeah, in the dry dirt. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. If that's if that's one of the things in this film that I may have hung up on, it's, I, here's I'm going to have a here's long. The problem. This is going to be a long podcast. Here's the problem. <laughs> it's the small things. There were a lot of that small start things. to unravel. Yeah, and at that point, I was like, okay, this is going to be a thing. So, <laughs> Miles convinces Axel that she's she's a friend and whatnot by hugging her. <laughs> Awkward. And he says, we, we like her. And she gives him a little look like, oh. Keep in mind, Miles has spent 30 minutes with maybe, Axel. Maybe. Maybe. 30 minutes with Axel, 30 minutes with Sarah. Yeah. And they're all friends now. Relationship so, building. <laughs> so key. So anyways, they they realize they're not going to get the truck out right now. And she's not going to be able to head home. There so was they, a weird thing about how they had to stay there until morning. They had to stay till morning, so they uh, put together a bonfire. Axel... There was a bunch of discarded airplane seats. Um, <laughs> Axel starts playing music. Yeah. Um, it puts on a light show. So, one of my favorite scenes. Disco Moonlight. <laughs> disco Moonlight Axel scene. Why did the radio start playing? Because he... he he hacked her phone to find the song. Axel and, did. And he started playing it through his For forehead. For what purpose? I just said that sentence. I just said <laughs> that a dog hacked a phone and so he could play music. He, for That's a good thing. For what purpose? Because a, a robot that has been... Uh, in this world for you know a day knows the intricate mating habits of, uh, of 20-somethings. Like, What? Yeah, I will say the laser light show was was pretty awesome. Well, the, the laser lights were all like targeting like yeah. like lasers. Oh man! So they dance. 
Axel plays the ultimate third wheel there and just watches them dance creepily. While he plays music. Meanwhile, um, the Crane Systems guys, they've been tapping into this feed. They're watching this date go on, kind of creeping on it. So they are trying to figure out how far along this Axel system is that they've created. And part of that, part of the excitement and part of the reason why they're letting this play out is because they have seen that that Axel has really responded to a human, and they're trying to see, okay... It's advancing its programming. Yeah, maybe this is farther along than we thought. And so they're really just, at this point, watching this science experiment take place. Uh, but it is it is kind of odd that they're seeing this, you know, yeah. from the drone's yeah. perspective. So the next morning, they get to a gas station to refuel. Axel hacks the pump to steal gas, then he hacks an ATM to steal cash. Nobody thinks this is wrong. Like, and then he get Miles gets in the car and makes it rain <laughs> with about two hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah, probably two hundred eighty, three hundred dollars in twenties. All in twenties. So they they decide to hide Axel in this abandoned building where Sarah does art, <laughs> graffiti, and she me, is a closet graffiti artist. Let me let me go over this sequence of events. <laughs> she begins drawing. A feather. Good heavens. Which Axel recognizes is like a feather in the in, robotics company logo. Which is not very feather-like, but... So so that means Axel needs to show his sales pitch video? Yes. That's... <laughs> anytime, anytime a feather is scanned, it activates the automatic oh, uh, man. sales component of, of the Axel so, robot. So... Uh, Axel gives basically a glorified thumb drive to Miles, which samples his blood and officially pairs them together. Soon after, Dude Bro shows up because he had creeped on Sarah mom's, Sarah's mom's phone. Uh, do you, do you, do you know sh- find her? Do you want me to show you God, how, to, so creepy. how to track your daughter? He gets a little abusive with her, like grabs her arm, and Miles steps out. And then Axel um, attacks Dude Bro. And then pretty brazenly for his character, Miles just kind of lets this attack happen. And he's sitting commands, there watching kind of creepily. Yeah, the, commands Axel to bring him to him. Like, it was a real, real intense turn for his yeah, character to go from, hey, I'm just kind of a soft guy. I don't have much yeah. money. I love motocross, motocross. To, I have a robot dog that can kill you. Bring so, him here to me. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really weird. It was got kind of dark. Sarah, he runs off. Sarah's ticked off at Miles because he's like, hey, uh, that, but, the kid's my livelihood. But, but first, so this whole time when we can see dude bro through axel's point of view of course the good people are like bathed in this oh, blue yeah. good uh, is blue electronic light red is bad red is bad yeah. and so and all it takes apparently is for miles to say no don't hurt him don't hurt him and then his his red changes to blue that's very important it is important so because axel said or um, miles says to axel don't don't hurt him let him go he goes um so Sarah and Miles decide that they're in over their heads. They decide to go to Miles' dad, um, played by Thomas Jane. I forgot to mention yeah. that. The Punisher <clears throat> from the, the, the Punisher. Punisher movie with John Travolta. Did you like that movie? <laughs> of course I liked oh, that movie. Son of a gun! <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed every well, part we're of We're not movie. here to review The Punisher. You guys should, should, uh, should give that movie a watch. Good heavens. So... They tell Axel to stay. They don't want to bring him into civilization, obviously. They go to tell uh, Miles' dad. Dubro then shows back up because, you know, the smart thing to do when there's a giant robot that almost killed you is go back to it. Yeah, it was clear that... And to know that, no, it must still be there. It was clear that he was quickly and, I mean, extremely overpowered by this large mechanical dog. And yet, the first thing he does in the next, I don't know, four hours (laughs) was... Come straight back to, to where he found the dog. So he shows up where Axel's hiding. He throws gasoline all over the place and tries to lure Axel out while Scroggins is is live streaming with 1,500 viewers. <laughs> yo, yo, Scroggs. <laughs> and they then he pulls out his blowtorch and sets Axel on fire. Um, meanwhile, Sarah sees the live stream, good old Scroggs live stream, and they head out um, and they find... Axel is near destroyed. Uh, he starts this emergency protocol within him that sends to their phone information of how to build him. 
So that's why he had to hack her phone and play the music. He had to set up a connection that he might later benefit from. Axel sends them to a 3D printing shop, which I didn't even know there were like places that said 3D printing here, like a big shop that says 3D printing. It was an old and it was an old tire shop it, it, that had yeah. been turned into a 3D print place. And two 20-something teenager 20-somethings basically piece back together a multi-million dollar in, piece of weaponry. In Axel's safe mode, he was able to access the garage code to open the 3D oh, printing I I door. That. I think I missed that part. So that's how they got into that was he was just I guess Knew the code to open it. So the the crane systems guys are freaking out because they the last they saw was it was destroyed. They send an agent to the dad's house, um, and crap starts hitting the fan. The tech assistant guy who, who's there with him sends a email to the colonel involved in the military project because he's freaking out. For what it's worth, he's been. He's had kind of cold feet all along. Like, yeah, we need he, to get this back in here. Clearly, the guy who created Axel is like an evil, maniacal He's an evil scientist, creator. and he wants to see what his creation is going to do. It's pretty cliche yes, what's going on here. it's very cliche. There's the evil scientist, and then there's the assistant who's like, no, we can't do this. There's, but, but humans there's have ramifications. So they put Axel together, and it... Axel displays that he'll reboot in 2.5 hours. And I wrote this down, which means he should come back online just in time to knock out some bad guys. I wrote that down. Here's, here's Spoiler the, alert. Here's, here's the only problem I have with that. Because I thought of that exact same thing. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so the bad guys who are tracking down Axel um, are at Miles' dad's place, which is close enough for Miles and Sarah and Axel to get across town. Fairly quickly, they did say they did say that they were two and a half hours away from where Axel was. They did say that. Okay, but it also was happening so fast. The idea of them driving two and a half hours—I mean, that's from from we, we from here to Abilene. DFW, DFW to Abilene, DFW to almost Oklahoma City. Like, I mean, things. Yeah, things Anyways, were happening. So at at the dad's house and. An agent is looking around. The dad apprehends him with a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. And the the agents show up to the 3D pl- printing place. Why? Miles and Sarah hide. Why a bow and arrow? I don't know, man. Do, but just because here's the deal. As soon as I saw it, I was like, what? Yeah. Motocross dad works around metal. Like, you're real blue-collar kind of guy. And... That's the that's what he yeah that's how he defends his home yeah bone arrow like Katniss Everdeen <laughs> Hungry Games reference <laughs> so for those of you who don't know who Katniss Everdeen is you're welcome so the other agents show up at the three D printing place Miles and Sarah hide um, and then of course like a second before he's he's captured Axel well a second before. They put a muzzle on a robot dog. His, yeah. His, Golly. His second weakness, fire. Number one weakness. Uh, second weakness, leather muzzle. Leather muzzle. <laughs> that goes over this. This this dog has rocket jets that come out of his sides, <laughs> but a leather muzzle, that stops him. Leather, yeah. It's going to lock down all the weapon systems. Anyways. So, good heavens. So there's a scuffle, and they subdue all these highly trained agents. And Axel escapes because he's going to hunt down Dude Bro and his friends. Now, Dude Bro has changed from blue to red oh, again. Yes, yes. Now, Dude Bro. Because Axel's angry that he used his industrial brush clearing <laughs> instrument to, <laughs> to hurt him. So, Axel stalks them to a gas station. They drive away. Axel follows. And Dude Bro's having another big party, this time in the hills. Ton of RVs around, massive bonfire. And pick up the lighter fluid, bro. He uh, he gets on the mic and he says, "Hey, <laughs> I'm quoting here. Hey, if you're not turnt already, <laughs> it's time to get turnt. Let's get this lit." <laughs> that I feel bad for this actor because that those are the lines written on the script. Given I'm to of him, it. absolutely. If you're not turnt already, it is time to get turnt. It is time. Let's get this lit to get turnt. Hence why I've dubbed him Dude Bro. He's not Sam. 
He's dude bro. <sighs> so Axel arrives and cameraman to alert everybody yells, and I quote, Dude! <laughs> <laughs> really loud though. Very loud, scared dude yell. That's my boy Scroggs. That's <laughs> Scroggs there. Trying to keep it lit. Axel pins down Dude Bro under a car. He gets away to get his trusty flamethrower. He's able to hold back Axel for a while, but then his the fuel in his flamethrower runs out. Axel's about to attack him, but Miles stops him just before he murders Dude Bro. And then suddenly a mass of drones arrives, subdues Axel, and then these agents show up and chloroform Sarah and Miles. Coincidentally, small plastic drones. Yeah, Axel's third weakness. Third weakness. And yes, chloroform still in uh, still in heavy use by secret organization. Secret operatives. So we're getting near the end of the story here. The creepy creator of Crane, the Crane Systems guy, he restrains Miles and threatens to kill him if he doesn't return the the puppy thumb drive. So be- <laughs> because Miles put his hand on the puppy thumb drive, Axel's now paired two miles yeah. and will not respond to anyone else. Yeah. So the if, OS is the operating system is yeah. locked in to to if, miles. If if bad yes. science guy wants his pet dog back, he's gonna have to Miles is gonna be the one that has to reluctantly So they bring Sarah in and the the creator guy puts her in a laser grid. <laughs> <laughs> he put her in the cone of silence. That's that's if she it says if if she leaves, he's programmed Axel to kill her. So it was a triangular pyramid, um, and it was the it was the safety. Don't safe. correct me. And and if she, if she stepped outside of the safety safe, um, Axel would attack her. And she tested this theory several times. So she's able to kind of like dodge Axel a little bit, and she grabs a, like a laser pointer. I guess. And it was like a begins like to a light? squiggle in the air. She's drawing a hey, feather. Hey, boy. Hey, Axel. Uh, re- remember this? And you know, like, you know when you see, you know, whatever, Fourth of July, people holding sparklers, trying to slow the camera down and spell their name out? That's what she's doing with this light. She is, she's writing light on air. She's drawing. But, but it didn't even look like she was trying to no, draw a feather. No, she was just waving it around. It looked really bad. It, but but somehow Axel realized, oh, that's a feather. I remember who you are. I'm going to attack the creator. Guy. I thought We're gonna for get out sure. Of here. He was going to show his sales pitch again when he saw the feather. I thought it, it, it was going to activate Good the Axel sales pitch, but thankfully, didn't have time for that. So, so they get out of there. An alarm sounds because the military's arrived. They arrest Dr. Kane, Crane, uh, and Miles and Sarah escape. Sarah makes out with Miles a little more. Like, and then, oh. you know, because there's time for that. Sarah uh, surrenders, and Miles hops on a military dirt bike. She knew that there was no way out for her, so it was a very short-lived, tear-jerking scene where she stayed to be apprehended, and he and Axel uh, escaped. Mm. So, (laughs) Axel and Miles escape, but they send after a whole bunch of, or a helicopter, it's probably all they had budget for, but... (laughs) You're meant to assume the whole military's after They also them. had dozens of those plastic of those, drones. Of the plastic drones. And uh, they realized the only way to get away is to jump off a cliff? I don't know, man. This this movie was falling apart. It was... So they jump off a cliff. Miles breaks his arm. And Axel doesn't want to leave his side, but realizes the only way to protect him is if he runs away and self-destructs. He does... Well, what, yeah, one of the Easter eggs that they... Hid in the beginning was to very subtly explain the self destruct. Yeah, he almost self destructed when Miles first found him. Right um, when he was he was damaged, and and I'll be dead gummed a second before if they didn't bring it full circle. So he self destructs. Axel's destroyed, and the soldiers detain Miles. And then we kind of cut to a six weeks later. The colonel's interrogating Doctor Crane and says, "Hey, fragments of the code." Of Axel's code were being uploaded into the dark web. The dark web. And uh, so, meanwhile, we're getting shots of Sarah and Miles. They're heading off to college because we find out the government, with all this ordeal, paid for their college. And they have a cute little husky puppy. Art scholarships. Yeah. Well, she's going for art. He's going for robotics. Yes, he is. And they're hanging out on the beach when Sarah shows up with mail. Because, <laughs> you know, 
Mail just shows up on the beach. It's a package from Miles' dad. I'm sure a courier brought it by. With the puppy thumb drive in it. And he presses it, and it wakes up Axel somewhere. And he hijacks the nearby Bluetooth speaker. Now, something that I haven't been mentioning in this entire synopsis is Axel has been repeating a phrase, Mm. which is, yo, send it. I told you. To remember that phrase. And, and he says it, like, at times that don't even make sense. It's like he's, like, saying yes with it or saying do it. like And, and so before he exploded and self-destructed, he goes, yo, send it. And it's like robot dog voice. And so, of course, the Bluetooth Overdub. speaker kicks uh, on and says, yo, send uh, it. And send look that. at each other. Cue credits. <sighs> Can I tell you how? Can I tell you how overjoyed I was when we started talking through this, and it became immediately <laughs> clear to me that you didn't Listen, like this. I I try to advocate for these movies because I know I know there's a large part of the population that is immediately going to write some of these off because they have some cheesy aspects to them. That being said, there are some movies that are just terrible yeah. movies. I knew with the PG rating it was going to be rough. Yeah. I knew with the just the explanation of, oh, it's it's a man's best friend in robot form. I knew it was going to be rough around the edges. Yeah. But my good heavens, was this movie terrible. <laughs> you want to know the best part of my notes about this movie, Kyle? The best part of this movie is that it was shorter than two hours long. Yeah. You know, f- for its many, many flaws, it was, it was succinct. Like... And, and while it's not like the editing was great, and it's not like the story was great, it it did have a well-packaged story that you could follow. They didn't draw it, it out. It wasn't jumping all over the place. There was one plot that went through, and and here's what I thought. And this is a this is a, honestly a positive thing about this movie. Um, movies like this don't get made anymore. No, our childhood was full of movies like this. Yeah. Like, one of the movies I was thinking about, even though it's not sci-fi, but it reminded me of kind of this style, this PG, um, was like Mighty Ducks. Mm -hmm. um, D2, bro. Where, especially Mighty Ducks 2, where they added in like a little bit more goofy stuff. Quack. 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 Oh, sorry. I was getting getting ramped up. (laughs) Flying V! But just like, that's just what came to my head. Although there's just dozens of movies like that. Live action movies where young people... Get caught up in something bigger. I mean, War Games was kind of like this. this is an '80s movie, yeah. Um, and it's one of the reasons I kind of liked Ready Player One, um, the the Steven Spielberg movie that came out um, a couple years ago, just because like it's a style that we don't see anymore yeah. of these really lighthearted, um, fun adventures. But it doesn't excuse the fact that this movie sucked. Yeah, it was I mean, bad. It wasn't good. It was a bad movie. And I'm sure there's kids who fit the demographic um, that enjoyed this. But who? Like, I mean, preteens? My oldest is seven. I wouldn't let him watch this movie because there are some mature themes in it. What's-her-face well, doesn't know how to button a shirt correctly. Bar- like, there's so much cleavage. Like, And that's, yeah. that's the thing that bothered me about the PG rating, too, is it, it was mature in that sense. And, and you were assuming that they were, you know... Messing around in the 3D print shop. I don't want to project my, whatever, sheltered morals on other people, but that's my question is, at what age do you let your kid watch a a film like this? And at what age? Like, my boys would be like, wow, a robot dog. But if you're talking preteens, no way, dude. They're going to be sitting there thinking the same thing we were. Like, this is is cheesy. This is bad. So it's a weird thing because there were these, like, it was like it wanted to be a PG-13 movie, but they pulled it back. There was no language. Uh, they they made careful to not show any drugs or alcohol at any of the party they scenes. They were trying their best to keep it lit. <laughs> so, I don't It was really weird. But, but yeah, I, I would say no one makes movies like this anymore. It, it was really nostalgic in that sense, but it was also a really bad movie. It was poorly acted. Um, Becky G, who was fine... Uh, Girl played Sarah. She did fine. Thomas Jane was actually... I thought he was really good, even though yeah. I think he, he, he wasn't in the movie. That great. I mean, he wasn't in the movie. Yeah. Um, he was the best actor. And the, uh, But the, the kid who played Miles and the kid who played Dude Bro, and sure, they had nothing to work with, but yeah. man, they were one note. And it, it was just hard to get behind it. Mm. So 
I, I'm a big thumbs down for this. I would say if you yeah. if you see it, don't watch it. Um, keep scrolling through. Yes. Um, it's just not worth your time. It's not worth your kid's time. Yeah. As much as I wanted to to come to the table and really be the devil's advocate and, and argue for some bright spots. Gosh, I, I can't do hate it, dude. that you. you I, I know. Like this. I, I know. I'm sorry. We, but we, I'm a, we take this long break. I'm a big ugly thumbs down. I'm sorry. I, we take this long break, and people are expecting us to stop being friends. And now I like you more. <laughs> I actually feel. I feel like I have rubbed off on you. I feel like I. I feel like what's happening here is your animal. I feel movies. like you just picked a, the worst <laughs> movie possible to start out with. Well, I, I remember I saw this in a trailer in a theater. Um, it might have been when you and I went and saw Ready Player One. Um, it might have been a trailer there. But I remember how dumb it looked. And I was like, man, it could, could have been with you. Because I probably leaned over and said, I, I bet you like that. We're going to review this. Yeah. Bet you like that. I bet I will. So, so yeah, not a good movie. Not great. No, it was terrible. Um, so that's our, our review of Axel. Uh, don't watch it. Just stick with us. Mm. We, we know what's up. Hey, but we are going to review another movie coming soon. We have a whole list of movies. Um, the next one I have scheduled, again, I think this is one that's that's leaving, um, is uh, Battlefield Earth um, with John Travolta. When is it leaving? Because I, I think I think it's leaving at the end of this month. We might have to like watch it tonight. We need to hurry up because yeah. I haven't seen that. Oh, man. And I really want to. So, Battlefield Earth. So, either next <clears throat> week we're going to be reviewing Battlefield Earth or maybe Power Rangers. <laughs> um, so, keep an eye on our social media. We'll, we'll post it there. But uh, we're, we're so glad you all listened. Um, we are always glad to hear from our fans. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, just search for Ultra Flux. That's Ultra Flux with two X's. U-L-T-R-A-F-L-U-X-X. Did I spell that right? I hope so. I think it was very well done. U-L-T-R-A-F-L-U-X-X. Yeah. Yeah, Ultraflux. That's us. Google us. Send us an email at ultrafluxpod at gmail.com. We really do love to hear from all of you. and uh, Linda. (laughs) Tyler. (laughs) Good to hear from y'all. Hey, Susan. And, um, Sean, yeah, thank what's you. Up? Thank you guys for your patience because sometimes Kyle and I take long breaks due to, due to life things. And man, we have a fun time doing this. So we're glad to be back. We're glad that you guys are back listening in. And we want to hear what you have to say. All right. So that's season three, episode one in the books. Boom. So much more to come. So, well, Kim, I can't, I mean, are we still friends? Absolutely. I think this terrible movie has brought us even closer. Well, let's see if uh, some of these other ones, it's a long list. Let's see if some of us can can break this down. So uh, until next time, keep on watching horrible sci-fi movies and we'll see you. Bye.